Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little bit. My name is Scott, and I'm here with my good friend, Brand. Brand, how are you today? Good. Still adventuring into Scottuary here, so... I'm just yeah, along I, for the ride. I'm, 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 an, I'm. You're pulling me in a wagon. We got a, we got a few more weeks of Scott Uary. Yeah, and I'm just getting pulled around in a wagon. Got no choice. Can't steer it. Just living, man. Sometimes no. I get out once in a while, a couple rest stops, but no, this is this is. Yeah, I'll let you out, walk around for a little bit, and then yep. hop right back in, and I pull you along some more. <laughs> little red wagon. I'm, I'm slop leading <laughs> an ice cream cone. That's right. It's all we're, over. We're at the, we're at the zoo, looking at the animals. Face. I just want to look at snakes. Like I'm the weird kid that just looks at snakes. Like let's go see right. the snake. I'm I'm taking you to the platypus, the sea otters. I love otters. Big big otters. The red pandas. Give me give me a capybara in there. Give oh me, yeah. Give me a capybara. Anything that looks like a big a big rodent I'm into. Anteater, right. big anteater guy. Big anteater yeah. guy. We have anteaters at our zoo. A lot of that has to do with my love of Salvador Dali almost, or also, because he had okay. that pet. Did you ever see that picture? I've never seen, no. There's a picture of Salvador Dali coming out of like the subway with his with his pet anteater on a leash, and it's one of the fucking most bad pictures. Are you pictures serious? It's, it's amazing. Because <laughs> Salvador Dali looks crazy, and then he has this- Yeah, he looks nuts. He has this pet that looks insane, and it looks like they're coming up out of the sewers because it's the subway. It's insane. Yeah. You need to look up this picture. It's great. I need to look that up. Yeah, I will after the episode. That's funny. This week, uh, what is it? Week four of Scottuary, maybe? We're going back uh, and listening to a band that is one of the foundational stones of Scott. We're talking about Pennywise and the album About Time. Now... I know you haven't listened to a full Pennywise record, but you've definitely heard Pennywise songs. A lot. A lot of Pennywise songs. I'm very familiar with Pennywise, but I've never, especially in, I have to figure out a word for it to break Mm -hmm. up. Like when I started listening to records in full to kind of like critique them, I guess. Okay. Because there's definitely a time where I used to listen to full records, but it was just listen to full records and... I either liked it or I didn't, but I was never like putting a thing like what level of like or dislike do I have? So I have oh, to figure sure. out a word for that. But I've definitely never listened to a Pennywise record since I started critiquing albums at levels, I guess. I could gotcha. Say. OK, so but they were they were all over comps back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah, Um, I was a big fan. Oh, man, I think it might have been starting with this record. I think this was the first Pennywise record that I picked up and um, loved him ever since. I've seen them live probably like five times or so, uh, not counting Warp Tour because they were staples at Warp Tour for a, the entire time. <laughs> that's the only place. That's the only place I ever saw Pennywise was at Warp Tour. Yeah, but you've I I but you saw them. Yeah, nice. I guess I'm twice. But also, yeah. Warp Tour. It's such a 
an underlined like maybe you saw them because 20 minute sets doesn't re- like yeah you saw yeah. them play a couple songs I, but it's 20 minutes i don't ever count seeing a band at pennywise as going to a show of theirs because you only no. hear like six songs yeah but but you've and seen then on them. to the next one but you've seen them live but it's not a show if it matters though most most of the bands that i saw at warp tour that i i wanted to see and then I saw them there. It was enough. Like it, it satiated me. It was like, no, that's, oh, that's okay. okay. You're good. Like you don't. I, I don't need to go see. Oh, I don't want to hurt a band here. Um, <laughs> I, I don't card. need. To, I don't need to see the casualties play an hour set. Like I got what I You're wanted right. out of that. Gotcha, gotcha. But like the bands that I saw at Warped Tour that I've seen otherwise, like Acacia Strain, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw them live, and that was great. I don't think I need to see As I Lay Dying play an hour. I saw the songs that I wanted they played at Warp Tour. Warp Tour, yeah. I saw, and, and maybe it's helpful to some of these bands, like maybe your Under Oaths, where mm-hmm. if you go see them play their own show, they're going to play some deep cuts. They're going to yeah. play some shit off new records. But when I saw the Warp Tour, Nothing but the hits, baby. And that's what I like. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Give me the, hit. Give me the, give me the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Let's streamline this shit. Come on. 100%. Give yeah. me 20 minutes. Cut out the stage banter if you have to. Give me 20 minutes. <laughs> Just give me the good stuff. Uh, speaking of giving you the good stuff, let me give you the notes about Pennywise. Pennywise is an American punk rock band for, from Hermosa Beach, California that formed in 1988. I knew they were Californian. I did know that. Um, the year sounds right too. Hermosa Beach is uh, really close to L.A. I think. I think it's really close to the LAX airport. I think. Okay. Right. And the year area. sounds right too. That sounds right for the year, especially the sounds on this record, which it's not their first, but it's an early one. No, this is uh, came out in '95. Yeah. This record, and it's their so it's third. Only, only seven years after their formation. Formation. Yeah. Uh, the band took its name from the antagonist in Stephen King's horror novel, It. So it actually did come from that book. I knew the band Pennywise before I knew the clown was named Pennywise. Me too. It's weird. That's a yeah. weird cross-up. Yeah. I saw the book in the library a bunch of times before knowing the band. Mm. But I I don't like clowns. And yeah. on the cover is a big red nose, and it says yeah. it. And I'm like, mm, I don't. I know Stephen King because I've read some of his other stuff. Uh, I don't need a scary book about clowns, so I'll pass. I, I don't know if I've ever read it. I, I haven't. Because I was a, I read a lot of Stephen King, but I, my favorite Stephen King is his Dark Tower series. I like his fantasy series. It's out there. It's, it's an oh, argument yeah. to be had. I have no problem having that argument because I, I understand the other side of it. I get it. And for somebody who reads it, I have conversations to have with them because it's not all love for me, but I love it. Yeah. That being said, I was reading other other authors at the time, like John Saul, who was my favorite of that type of genre. It was kind of like Stephen King, but add in more religion and specifically oh, okay. Catholicism, which is the scariest of religions. <laughs> So yeah. it was a lot of, <laughs> I was reading a lot of that. And then it seemed even too cartoony for me where I was like, why would I want to read about this? Oh, a clown's killing people. And I could go read about this secret cabal that these priests have made to make the girls commit suicide so that they get more funding. Like it, like yeah, that feels, that felt way more real to me. Yeah. Should I have been reading that at that age? No, no, <laughs> right. whatever, man, right. you know, whatever. yeah. Between their 1991 self-titled debut and 2005's The Fuse, Pennywise released an album every two years on Epitaph Records, like like Clockwork. And and I mean, there are genres where that's cap- that's possible, and this is definitely one of them. <laughs> and skate punk is one of them for sure. It's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. To date, the band has released 12 full-length studio albums, one live album, two EPs, and one DVD. Although their first two studio albums were critically acclaimed, Pennywise would not experience worldwide commercial success until the 1995 release of their third studio album, About Time, which peaked at number 96 on the Billboard 200. 
and number 55 on Australia's ARIA built uh, charts. But this album actually charted. It's weird now that we think that 200, like if you chart on the 200, that's something. But back then, there weren't 200 albums coming out every week. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the band's mainstream success coincided with a growing interest in punk rock during the 90s, along with fellow California bands, No Effects, Rancid, Blink-182, Bad Religion, Green Day, Offspring, Lagwagon, and Sublime. By 2007, the band had... Hold on, independent- what, a, what a hitters. What a hitter list that was. That's an insane yeah. hitters list. That's, read those They're read all those from slow. California. Okay, yeah, my read those bad. No Effects. Yeah, crazy. Rancid. Big one. Yeah, Blink-182. Masters, yes. Bad Religion. Crazy. Green Day. Meh. The Offspring. (laughs) Ah, No, give Green Day. They deserve some. They're very popular. That was a personal... eh. Yeah, well, I've... I have been pretty down on Green Day for a while. And then I went back and for some reason listened to Dookie. And God damn, if that thing isn't magnificent. I mean, I love that record. You can have when I come around is the first song. Is that off Dookie is when I come around off mm -hmm. Dookie or the other one. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the first time I ever learned on bass when I thought I was going to be in a band (laughs) playing bass. I I love that record. And I love, I love that song. And then insomniac after that was really good. I like everything up until American idiot. Again, I don't hate like the Dookie era green day. Yeah. I told you I would own international super hits. I like the hits. I do right. not dislike the hits. The yeah, yeah. voice now is too reminiscent of the stuff I hate. That's the problem. I get you. Yeah. I hear the it's voice and I back. hear American Idiot and it doesn't yeah. work for me at all. I, I get it. Yeah. And they've kind of become like these like shadow characters of what punk, but like cartoon punk. I don't know. There's a weird thing that they've become. I think maybe the Simpsons appearance caused that to happen. Maybe oh, that's geez. what happened. They were on Simpsons. I didn't know that. Oh, they were they were an early band on the Simpsons, I believe. Like oh, one wow, of the okay. one of the first few. And I think they were on multiple times too. But mm, gotcha. yeah, just the the voice. I mean, but maybe this is hypocritical of me because Tom kind of became the hypocritical voice, like or the oh Tom became the voice, voice of like the cartoony emo voice is what Tom did. Yeah. And that's yeah. not super fair with them because they had one record that was kind of like that. You could argue two now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, maybe that's it. And again, I, if I listened to International Super, it's, I'd probably like it. But yeah. the voice is still rough, man. Like for me, I, I can't. Gotcha. It's hard to get around it. Hard to get around. Back to that list. We have the offspring next. Yeah. Huge smash. Yep. Uh, Lagwagon, who you haven't listened to, but will eventually. I, I know who Lagwagon is. I've heard some traction yeah. comps. And Sublime. I unironically love some Sublime. So, Oh, I love Sublime. Sublime is fantastic. I Yeah, wholeheartedly love Sublime. And then they added that Rome guy, and then I didn't. I don't like Rome with Sublime or Sublime with Rome see, or whatever. I, they. I didn't see a whole lot of difference. No? <laughs> no. Like, I'm fine Ugh. with that, too. But now his, isn't you, his son, not Rome's son, son isn't. Yeah, Bradley Noel's son. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been videos up on the internet of, with him playing and singing with the other dudes from the band. And fuck if he doesn't sound just like his dad. We've talked about it before, but there is a lyric change somewhere in what I got that the song has changed over the years. Maybe it's a Mandela effect thing that I have. But and I can't recall offhand what it is, but there's something and maybe it's just the radio edit, but it doesn't feel like a Mm. lyric that they would change. I don't. And this is bullshit because I don't remember what it is. So me talking about this is not (laughs) leading anywhere like this is going nowhere. But that that is the only thing about Sublime that I dislike is there. What I got was changed at some point. Maybe it was a pacing Mm -hmm. thing in it. And I, now I, I never hear the original anymore, and that's the one that I try to sing. But like, it's almost oh, okay. bar for bar the exact song, except there's this yeah. one part that is sung differently, and it does it's, it's it doesn't sound right to my ear that knows the other one so well. Huh? I'm gonna have to listen for that just because I'm curious now. I'll, I'll figure it out and let you know personally. All right. Off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. By 2007, the band had independently sold over three million records worldwide. A lot of records. 
with a lot of a, a lot of releases. Yeah. It's funny because like we talk about they sold three million records in the first week now. <laughs> <laughs> These dudes sold three million records in the span of you know like thirty years. 20 years yeah and even three million now it's not the same like they didn't have streaming numbers back no. then so yeah. selling three million now well, it's still an accomplishment physical. yeah physical you're you're lucky most time you hit a million Real yeah lucky. right uh, in the latter part of 1994 pennywise began writing and recording their third album about time singer jim Lindbergh, guitarist fletcher drag bassist jason thirsk and byron mccracken on drums joined producer Slash engineer Jerry Finn, assistant engineer Eddie Ashworth, and producer Brett Gerowitz at Total Access Recording in Redondo Beach that December and recorded their new album over a three-month period. I love how there's always one name in these bands that doesn't sound like a real name. Who was that? What was McCracken? Or whatever Fletcher? Was? Oh, no. Byron McMacken? Byron? That's not a real name. That sounds like this guy made a name up. And yeah, that's my name, guys. Absolutely my name. I'm not on the run from the government. That's absolutely my name. <laughs> but no, Brett Gerwitz being the, produ- the producer on this makes sense. There's, yeah, it, I mean, it's Epitaph. You'll, you'll hear in my notes, too. Like, there's a yeah. couple moments where he may have been a little more uh, a little more leading than no. he was just sitting in the booth letting them play, get, play, play songs. Right. When they were in the midst of recording about time, Pennywise was courted by several major labels who approached the band following the unexpected multi-platinum breakthrough success of Green Day and The Offspring. But Pennywise rejected the idea of signing to a major label and decided to stay with Epitaph. Okay. Staying independent, sticking with Brett, and putting out this record. And Offspring and Green Day did very different things with their major label contracts also. Like, they both went very different ways. Offspring feels like they kind of tried to stay true to who they were. Whereas, I mean, and maybe this is part of the cartoon Green Day thing. It looks like they couldn't have sold out faster. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they well, were ready to sell eyeliner the minute they finished their names on those contracts. Right. Well, what was what was Green Day's major label and Offspring's I mean, yeah, major it, label? Was it, it, it Ixnay on the Ombre for the Offspring? I don't know. But Green Day's could be Dookie. You know what I mean? Like, that could be their major label debut. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Reprise. Dookie was on Reprise. Yeah, X on the Ombre was their major label debut offsprings. Yeah, because Smash was the Smash was and continues to be the highest selling independent release of all time. But I mean, let's be real, like X on the Ombre may have been their major label debut, but Americana was their debut to the fucking stratosphere. That's not true. Yeah, Gone away was on X Nay. They had they had big amount- hits on X they had hits for their fans. Americana crossed over into TRL. And I mean, yeah, pre for a white guy became a meme before memes were a thing. Why don't you get I a mean, job became a meme. It beca- it was, they, they like did takes yeah. on it at the beginning of the MTV video, like music video awards. Like that's insane. Yeah. That th- those songs became bigger than the band's music. They became their own things. They became part of like the cultural literacy of the time yeah i just didn't like pretty fly for a white guy like you saying that green day sold out super fast uh, i kind of feel like offspring did too yeah i guess so but but i guess i don't see offspring as using what got them there as the crutch like it feels like green day was like no we're definitely still this but offspring wasn't like no we're still this they were just like no that's what we're playing fuck it i got it and you know I'm not a huge offspring guy either. Yeah, no, I am. And uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So it felt like maybe Pretty Fly was what they wanted to do at the time, but then got stuck in the jokey song thing for really. a couple album cycles and and knew that that sold. I got it off Americana. I didn't need to follow it anymore. I was like, I got this. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need whatever gotcha. else you guys are doing. I'm solid. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, that's actually all the notes I have for Pennywise in this album. There's not a whole lot. I have some cleanup at the end of the episode, but so albums released June, 1995, starting with on the fifth black Sabbath released forbidden. We have a black Sabbath draft coming at some point, but man, at some point, 
I don't know no. forbidden. Nothing, nothing in there for me. I don't know. I don't that's even think that's the ordeal. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that's even a DO record. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I got nothing yeah. for that. Me neither. Uh, also on the fifth, we have Dark Throne with Panzerfaust. That sounds like one I've listened to. Uh, I feel like I've listened to that. One I own. I definitely feel like I've listened to that. I don't recall it. I'm sure that was my in my first foray into black metal. <laughs> yeah, that was you getting me into it. <laughs> <laughs> Released on the sixth. We have uh, All for One with And the Music Speaks, the R&B group All for One. Is there a hit off it that I would know? Because I don't I don't know if it's off this record. I can't remember the hit that they had, but I remember hearing them. Okay. Yeah, no, no. There's no familiarity with the name or anything for me. Gotcha. Uh, Released on the 12th, we have Bjork with Post. I know who Bjork is, and you got into Bjork recently, at least the record. Just for one record, and it wasn't I, post. I own a Bjork maxi single, I think it is. I don't know. Oh, I never okay. opened it. Never opened it. <laughs> How'd you come across it? It was a Barnes Noble for like four bucks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Just pick it up. Four dollars. Yeah, I was like, it was yeah. four bucks. Absolutely. And like, it's it's a big, like, it looks like a box set. That's how crazy oh, really? like, the packaging and shit is. Yeah. It's like fucking oh, this wow. thick. Oh, wow. But I think it's just a maxi single. I think it's hard to decipher what it is, especially because I've never yeah. opened it. Yeah, it would probably help if you opened it. Wander, Wanderlust, I think. If anybody's listening is a Bjork fan and wants this Wanderlust maxi single, shoot an email or something. I'll send it your way. I might. It might take a while <laughs> if I got to pay the shipping. If you pay the shipping, I'll be quicker. <laughs> I, I do. I do have closer to a to a post office though, so that might help. No, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also on the 12th, we have Paradise Lost with Draconian Times. I know the book. I was just going to say the same thing. I know, the, I know the book. I feel like you were reaching for releases this month. Dude, it was, it was bleak. <laughs> it was bleak. Memphis bleak. He put one out. 94. Yeah, 95. Yeah, this is 95, though. We've got uh, Fugazi releasing Red Medicine on the 12th as well. I know who Fugazi uh, is. I love that record. Red Medicine's good. I know who they are. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> have you listened to super. a Have you listened to a full record from Fugazi? Not at least I say that, and then I search my thing. It's like, oh yeah, you definitely listen to Fugazi record. I can't say for sure, but not okay. that I recall. Not that I recall. You might you might have to look into that one and let me know because okay. I I would add them to the list. Uh, coming out on the 13th, same week as the Pennywise record, we have Alanis Morissette with Jagged Little Pill. I know that one. Yeah, huge record. I listened to that one recently. It was like a year ago or so for me. Did you listen to it right after I was making comments about it to you? Is that when you would have listened to it? It might have been been a year or so ago. Because if, yeah, yeah, I'm on through that, that's a different alphabetical list than my rappers one. I'm on a like a musician's (laughs) alphabetical list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Atlantis A would have been early. And I think I'm on C now. Okay. So last year sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been. I when, I think the hits on that are good. I uh, I think overall I thought it was all right. I'm trying to remember because I think I listened to her and then I listened to Fiona Apple right around the same time too. And I think I liked the Fiona Apple one better. Yeah. 90s deep cuts are hard for me. They're <laughs> right. Right. 90s deep cuts because I don't know what they're doing most 90s deep cuts i'm like what is the influence here who is this like what are they going for because it's they didn't know it was the 90s man no but it's also aimed at artists from the 80s that i didn't listen to like that's what the influence is like a lot of the 80s artists are influencing and i didn't listen to a lot of the 80s artists so it's just double (laughs) negative i got nothing right nothing uh also on the 13th we have fear factory to manufacture I've listened to it. I think it's an okay one. I don't really care one way or the other about Fear Factory. They're fine. I don't think I've ever listened to Fear Factory. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's, they're like the industrial side of new metal. Yeah, I don't think that was for me. But then I think some people would argue they were even new metal. This album's probably not new metal at all. But mm. they definitely hit there at some point. But industrial, when I think of Fear Factory, I absolutely think of industrial. Yeah, the closest and deepest i got into industrial was nine inch nails that was it um you could probably argue some of 
static that that first static x record could be a little industrial you could probably argue okay then i got into that too but i never thought of them as industrial i don't know what i thought of static x as just metal i guess yeah and you could probably lump them into new metal and they're one of the but it's not it's a weird i guess you could consider them the more industrial side of new metal also because they were new metal but they weren't attempting any type of hip-hop or anything in it like it wasn't yeah at all at the at most, it was like some electronic shit they added in. Right. God damn, do I love that? You only listened to the first <laughs> record, right? Yeah. Yep. So that might be interesting. Was that Wisconsin Death Trip? Yep. Yeah. Which I love, but I think their second record is my favorite. Machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never even touched it. And then I like their third. I like their fourth. I like their. Fifth. When did Wayne Static die? Seven, eight albums in. Okay. Nine albums in. Gotcha. I think. Yeah, we've done. We've definitely talked about that on the show before. Yeah, I just I don't, don't, I don't feel like look. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. But it, it wasn't like they had a career. Like he was Wayne Static. It wasn't like yeah, he's yeah. Just this guy in this band. Because then I think it has it ever still been confirmed that it's Edsel Dope that took over. Because I see it everywhere, yeah. and everybody seems to know, but it's never been confirmed. Nobody's ever said it. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Uh, also on the thirteenth, we have Paula Abdul with Head Over Heels. No got enough no i i paul abdul has one giant hit i bet you i know and that's it she has she has a few hits that i know uh off the top of my head i i think straight up straight up now tell me do you really want to love me forever oh 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 i think that's all i can pull right now nope okay uh also on the 13th we have ugly kid joe with menace to sobriety i i know ugly kid joe only because I feel like every single adult that I knew as a kid, whether Love. it was CDs or tapes, they had that Ugly Kid Joe greatest hits tape or CD. Every <laughs> yeah, one of them. buddy, I had it too. <laughs> and they've and I, I can promise you that I've never heard it. Like no. they they had it and they've they never played it. So I don't know what marketing genius got every single adult to buy ugly kid joe greatest hits but it's insane it was that it was that logo kid i guess next record released on the 20th circle jerks with oddities abnormalities and curiosities you a circle jerks guy i've listened to some circle jerks again many years before i was oh man i guess pretentiously listening to records (laughs) that's the best way to put it at this point right yeah, I I don't recall being enthused one way or the other. Like it was just I, like yeah. I only ever listened to uh, Group Sex, that one record, and it's like sixteen minutes long, and it's a full length. Sounds like a great record to me. Likewise, <laughs> let's go. Super quick. Uh, released on the twenty seventh, we have Skilo with I Wish. Do you know Skilo at all? S K E E dash L O. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a ball. I definitely I definitely know that song. But yeah. I don't think I've listened to a record by him, but probably popped up in Neither things I. I've heard. Yeah. Probably I just like, know features. that one song. Yeah, I definitely know that song though. Also on the twenty seventh, we have Neil Young with Mirror Ball. Probably his sixtieth record already, somehow. <laughs> probably. And the I'm last thinking one about, I got... I'm thinking about diving into Neil Young at some point. Oh yeah? I also, Neil Young, and then I thought of one yesterday. I was looking at some records at an antique shop yesterday, and I was like, man, I should check these guys out because their album their album art looks great. Okay. I think, I think I'm going to do the discography dive of Uriah Heap. I've thought about that, too. Because <laughs> their their album art looks like I'd love it. Yeah. The name just like- is just, a, just a, a question enough. I don't know what the fuck it means. So yeah, Right. It's them and Molly Hatchet. Is another one with a uh, cover art that I'm like, oh god. Well, Molly like Hatchet's all the Frank Frazetta art, right? Yeah, like the like the comic artist Frazetta, the well, comic yeah, yeah. artist, but yeah. yeah, Frank Frazetta, yeah, and yeah, well, you see that and you don't expect this Southern rock to fly I, yeah. at you. You don't exactly, expect it. <laughs> exactly. But I don't think I dislike Molly Hatchet, but I don't, I don't know. Uriah Heap definitely had a hit that I can't recall offhand, but I have I no never, idea. I, I don't know what they're about. At least I know what Molly Hatchet's kind of about. Right. That's Uriah, the only Uriah. thing that's keeping me back is knowing that it's Southern rock 
Yeah. And like Leonard Skinner adjacent or something. <laughs> yeah. Let's do, let's look up your Ahiba and see what their genres are. Oh well, at first I did not know they were British, so that changes something immediately. Oh, okay. They're an English rock band formed in nineteen sixty-nine. Okay, so seventies rock band. It says their genres are hard rock, heavy metal, and prog rock. I was gonna say prog. Prog was gonna be my guess. I, nothing in that brief look makes it seem like I would dislike this. Holy it seems like I would really rock. like it. What? 25 records. Oh my god. With the most recent coming in 2023. What? They put one out last year? Yeah, their 25th studio record, Chaos and Color. Oh man. And they've just been working. I mean, the first one's 70. Two yeah. and 71. Two and 72. 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 77, 78 couple years off 80 82 83 85 89 91 95 98 2008 2011 2014 2018 2023 just never oh stopped god they just keep going so that means there's somebody out there whose favorite band is uriah heap <laughs> uriah heap have been acknowledged as an influence by numerous acts such as iron maiden yeah great queen Wild, but uh, great. Yeah. Except, big except fan. Um, Ghost. Fate's Warning. Ugh. Sodom. Death. Dio. Huh? King Diamond. Avenged Sevenfold. Crocus. Fifth Age. I don't know who that is. Demons nope. and Wizards. I don't know who that is. But nope. those Sounds are some good. big names on there. I need to li- I'm listening. I'm listening to some right. I don't know what is going to happen, but I'm listening. <laughs> Uh, one last record that I have that came out June 95 on the 27th, Bon Jovi with These Days. Your boy. You love him. You had oh. to include him. You couldn't yeah. go without including him because you love him so much. Friggin' Bon Jovi. That's your boy. No, not my boy. I don't I don't, ha- I don't think I dislike Bon Jovi at all. Even no. play those overplayed hits and I'll take them. Even play those overplayed Oof. hits and I'll take them. Um, I just can't. I can't. Those hits have to be such like tent poles in those records because those those deep cuts can't be even co- comparable to those hits at all, at all. Like, no, otherwise they would have been hits. All right, you're I heap on Jovi diving in. <laughs> you have fun gonna, with that. We're going to be drafting Bon Jovi. We're going to be drafting no, Bon Jovi in a couple months here. We will not. It's either Bon Jovi or Hole. You choose. That we're drafting. Oh. <laughs> I quit the show. No, it's going to go down. We could just combine them. Wow. What if we, what if we did that? That feels weird. What if we combine like two artists that are so different, but don't have full discographies. We draft like, Hey, this, this is the, and this is just for show because she obviously has enough, but we're drafting share and cannibal corpse. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that would be kind of fun. Like, I don't know who (laughs) that episode's for. Because, I mean, <laughs> other than me, because I would tune in and be all stoked. But yeah. who else is like, you know what? I hope he gets Dark Lady. <laughs> and then I also hope he gets Butchered at Birth. Like, I'm really... <laughs> I hope he gets Half-Breed, but also Vile. I'm, I'm really hoping for it. Like, I... <laughs> I I mean, I can't be the only one that has knowledge of Cannibal Corpse and Share Records, right? Like, there has to be other people that care about both. Like two, so just just two me and people. a couple dudes. That's it. <laughs> I'll take it, man. You know, one of a kind. The diamond <laughs> out here. Yeah, it's true. All right, let's get into the charts. We'll start with the uh, Billboard Hot 100. How about I'm not going to know most of these. Probably, I might know them, but I'm, you know, yeah. Week of June seventeenth, nineteen ninety five, coming in at number five. Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson with Scream slash Childhood. I'm sure I've heard it. I didn't know the childhood part of it, but Scream I remember. I remember the video. I'm sure I've heard it, but I got nothing. Number Coming in number four, we have Monica with Don't Take It Personal, parenthetically, Just One of Them Days. This is that uh, m- much more than most genres, that the, the 90s, R&B really missed me. 
I got nothing for it. Yeah. Uh, coming in number three, Nikki French with Total Eclipse of the Heart. So a cover. Yeah, I think so, be. yeah. I don't know who Nikki French is. Come, yeah, I neither do I, yeah. Coming in at number two, Boys to Men with Water Runs Dry. I know Boys to Men. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what that is. I couldn't pick Water Runs Dry. I don't know Water Runs Dry at I all. could point. I could pick out what they look like more than I could any of their songs, probably. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird, but I probably could. Yeah. I think they're excellent, but it just never hit me in a, in a way where I was like, yeah, that's I'm going to throw on some 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 BTM right now. <laughs> uh, coming to number one, we have Brian Adams with Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? Brian Adams, Canadian singer-songwriter. Yeah. There was a guy that uh, we used to go to parties together in, like, this house. And it was, like, one of those, like, weird houses where the mother is like, oh, yeah, if you party here, everything's fine. And she would get wasted with the kids. Oh, the cool mom? Yeah, it was it was a yeah. weird experience. But this dude, we would party at this house yeah. together, and every time I saw him, without fail, it could even be in conversation. I'd be like, hey, Brad Adams, Canadian singer-songwriter. I would say the full thing every time. He never got the bit once. What's his name? Brian Adams? His name is Brian Adams. The guy's name was Brian Adams? Yes, but I would say Brian Adams, okay, Canadian gotcha. singer-songwriter, every time. Right. He never got gotcha. the bit, never understood why it was happening, didn't know. Had to be one of the dumbest dudes in the history of the planet. And I continue to do it to the enjoyment of nobody. Because nobody else cared. <laughs> nobody else liked it. I thought it was an excellent bit. And I kept it going. And he didn't He right. didn't care. For nobody but yourself. He didn't care. Nobody around me cared. I'm probably, I probably annoyed them with it. Like, why is this dude saying so many words? But it was great to me. <laughs> I loved it. Brian Adams, Canadian singer-songwriter. That being said, I do not know that record. I think it... Was it a soundtrack song? No, I don't think it was a soundtrack song. But I, I know the song. Coming in at number 37, 43 weeks on the charts, longest running on the Hot 100, Real McCoy with Another Night. Yeah, yeah, I remember that thing. That was great. Yeah, no idea. Not a clue. i tell you what Real McCoy even is. Not a clue. Nope. If this is the if this is the same real McCoy, real McCoy is a German Euro dance and pop music project, best known for hit oh, singles no. "Another Night," "Automatic Lover," "Call for there Love," "Runaway," "Love and Devotion," "Come and Get Your Love." That's a cover, right? By that song by Red Redbone. Didn't they do it initially? Whatever. Uh, I have no idea. One more time. But other, other than that, no, I got nothing. Wow, this is wild. No, German Eurodance hip house pop music. And somehow they have 30 past members. Jesus. Wow. Well, we guess I'm diving into your eye heap, Real, Mc <laughs> Real McCoy and Bon Jovi. You got a, you got a crazy got a week, week ahead of me. Uh, right. All right, let's hit this Billboard 200 because I got a lot off this okay. one. Billboard 200 coming in at number five, the Friday soundtrack. Oh, the movie. I love all those movies. I can admit that the... I love that movie so I much. I can admit that like the Friday After Next might not be the best. I can admit that. doesn't mean I don't love it still. I love all those movies. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. I don't love remember them. what's... The first one is just such a classic. I, I don't remember it. what's on that record. I'm sure Ice Cube's on it, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, coming in number four, Disney's Pocahontas soundtrack. I wanted to launch into a Pocahontas song, but all that was in my head is Blue Corn Moon. <laughs> Isn't it? And I don't. Colors of the Wind. Or I, mean, I wanted to launch like into singing it. I, I, and I don't know the words off him, but there is a, a song oh, that gotcha. they say Blue Corn Moon. I think that's what they say. And still to this day, no fucking clue. No idea what a Blue Corn Moon I'm is. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's something. If I did even a minimal amount of research on it, but no. I got right. Nothing. Why Blue bother? Blue Corn Moon. Coming at number three, we have Naughty by Nature with Poverty's Paradise. I think Tretch is one of the most underrated MCs in hip-hop. Yeah. Naughty by Nature yeah. themselves, I think mainstream did them wrong. They tried making Naughty by mm -hmm. Nature super poppy. Like, they tried putting them into the conversation of mainstream, and it's a weird fit. Weird yeah. fit. I also remember being way too young and seeing Naughty by Nature on all that <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Yeah. 
All that had some all that. Wild if you guests. look at all that's guest list, it's insane. And the fact that Naughty by Nature was on this yeah. kids improv show, kids show, yeah, wild. Uh, coming to number two, we have live with throwing copper. I don't like the phrase throwing copper. <laughs> it sounds oh, okay. like it sounds like something dirty that I don't. I'm not here for. But gotcha. live, what was their big hit? Lightning crashes. Lightning crashes. Yeah. That's not here. That's later, right? No, that's on this oh, record. Yeah, wild. That's that, that that has the lyric yeah. about like the placenta falling to the ground. Yeah, yes, her placenta falls to the floor. Placentas and blue corn moons, baby. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> and coming in at number one, we have Hootie and the Blowfish with Cragged Rear View. Never listened to full Hootie record. Yeah. You don't need to, I don't think. I may have. I don't think that's. I mean, I've definitely good. heard the hits, but I had a. I owned the CD. I got it for Christmas for my uncle. I had a friend who was into Darius Rucker when he started his country career. His country stuff. So I may have heard more of Darius Rucker's country stuff than I have Hootie's stuff. But Hootie, <laughs> gotcha. and I'm good on both. Yeah, yeah. So I said we have a lot to go over on this Billboard 200 list. Because I started looking, and there's a bunch of records that are over 100 weeks on the charts, which I think is crazy. Yeah. Because I go through the charts, and I look for the, the largest number. And uh, so I have I have a handful that are over 100 weeks. So starting with number 113, at 101 weeks, the Cranberries with everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? I know you're a big Cranberries guy. You haven't listened to a full Cranberries record? Yeah. Yep. And this is actually one I might bring to you. Great. So at least you know it charted. Yeah. Yeah, we got there. I know it charted. That, I don't know how that helps or hurts me at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you yeah. know it. Uh, co- next one coming in at 98. Kenny G with Breathless at 133 weeks. This is like peak Kenny G times, right? Like he's selling crazy. Yeah. I th- oh, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And then also at 133 weeks. And number 158, Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard soundtrack. Giant soundtrack. Giant soundtrack. Right. But it's the same exact time as Kenny G. And it's 60 lower than Kenny G. Yeah. Kenny G, it needs to be studied the the media and not even the media, just the promotion of that man. Like he just kept selling consistently. Yeah. How, how he's not even like, I I don't get it. I think I heard something years ago where he may have been like one of the first people that they put his CDs, like at coffee shops, like next to the register and shit where people were just grabbing them. Oh, I could have just made that up in my mind because it doesn't, I I can't recall where that information came from. It could have been one of those things in my head where I made it up to justify it in my head without doing mm. any research. That's a possibility, but it sounds plausible. Sure. I I could definitely see his record selling at a coffee shop and not like local coffee, like chains, like Starbucks and shit. Like Starbucks. Yeah, like chain, yeah. Chains have had CDs and tapes forever, but to do it on right. that scale means when, when those, when those giant franchises bought the records, that counts as sales, whether they sell to somebody else. Right. That, that's right. that's my guess. Yeah. Or they, they may but he may have been put in supermarkets and shit. You know what I mean? Like I that's a guess of mine. Look out for our Kenny right. G draft episode. <laughs> Not happening. How many records do you have? Kenny G? I'm surprised he has more than two. Nineteen. God. And damn. one came out Why? in twenty twenty three. Jesus. <laughs> he has a record called G Force, and that's the coolest fucking name I've ever heard for a record. <laughs> And your name's Kenny G. You have a record called G Force. Come on, how is that not your debut? Because his debut is self-titled. Come on, man, gotta get serious. Come, yeah. Holy okay. shit! Listen to this, though. Uh, Real quick, I'm sorry. Debut album '82, certified gold. '83, G Force, platinum. '85, Gravity, platinum. Duo Tones '86, five times platinum. Silhouette '88, four times platinum. Breathless in '92. 12 times platinum, which means it's diamond. 94, Miracles the Holiday Album, 8 times platinum. Moment 96, 4 times platinum. Classics in the Kia G in 99, platinum. Faith, a holiday album, 3 times platinum. 
his he had two 2002 records and 2004 record all gold and then that's that's kind of he doesn't he doesn't hit that anymore <laughs> that is an insane amount of records that's crazy a diamond record in 92 from kenny g fucking insane that's so many there's so many kenny g records out there yeah let's move on from kenny g <laughs> uh <laughs> next record spending 181 weeks on the charts Coming in at 111, Pearl Jam with 10, their debut. Even Flow! Did I pull the right one? Is that them? <laughs> yes, Even oh, Flow, yes. yes. I, I struggled in my head because there was another song I wanted to sing. But I, I was like, no, that's Stone Temple Pilots. Jeremy? That's, no, it was, a, it was a different, like, grungish band. Have you listened to a full Pearl Jam record? No, absolutely not. Oh, hold on. Maybe a Greatest Hits. Because my buddy, my buddy okay. Jake was into Pearl Jam, basically because the voice was a joke. So like he would do the voice, gotcha. and listen okay. to Pearl Jam. So maybe, but um, did you? So Pearl Jam would be a hard win for me to bring you. Um, the the voice is unique enough, and I don't think it's I don't yeah. think it's not pleasing. Okay, like I like Creed's voice. I like Scott Stapp's voice. Yeah, it's very. It's like Scott Stapp pulled from Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in at 189 with 183 weeks, Enya with Shepherd Moons. Wow, Kenny G and Enya? It's a weird time in music. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and then coming in at 104 with 187 weeks, Nirvana's Nevermind. Wow, okay. Huge record. Yep. Coming in at 78 with 199 weeks on the charts, Metallica self-titled record. Or the Black Album. Okay. And then, with 224 weeks on the charts, coming in at 150, Enigma with MCMXCAD. No idea. No idea. How? Me neither. And how is it 224 weeks on the charts? You think it's one of those like dance things again? I don't want to look it up. I'm, I don't want to look it up. I'm, I'm wondering if it's... Like a, a real McCoy type situation. It's like a dance record or like electronic record or something. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know how it was. On. I'm not looking it up. I refuse because it's, <laughs> it's such a no. It's such an unknown that I'm going to let it live. I'm going to let it live in whatever ether it is because I don't want to diminish it by saying, oh, it's a dance record. No, it, it got it. It's all right. There. Good. But four, over four years on the charts. Yeah. Crazy. And... You and I have no idea. No idea. We're going to just move on to About Time. We're, we're going to get your thoughts on it. So Pennywise About Time released June 13th, 1995. 12 tracks, runtime of 32 minutes, 7 seconds. Brand, what'd you think? Well, let's launch into the first opening track here, Peaceful Day. Love it when it guitar scrape. <laughs> and listen up, everyone. Great riff, great speed. The thing, one of the things about Pennywise is their vocals have always been more singy, like like song, like sing songy than the the punk grunted or shouted vocal. Like they've always had a little melody to them, sure. no matter what. Yeah, and I feel like that creates levels within them, like within these songs. And it's not just your monotone delivery that make these songs better. Like it could be, a, it okay. could be a mediocre song, but you had those levels in there. And especially if I like the singing, and I do like the singing. I love Jim's voice. Uh, great. This is a great, solid opening track. Really good, solid opening track. for this Yeah. Moving on to Waste of Time. And of course, another excellent riff. They are super. Fletcher is amazing at writing riffs. I, I like I just amazing. There's, there's some really. It, yeah. And it's weird because you're still in that bubble of skate punk and everything. So like the, the avenues you have aren't that large. So when you can make good riffs within yeah. there, you're doing something right. He's he's taken like metal centric riffs and speeding them up and putting just enough crunch in there yes. to make it sound punk. Yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed. I love it. Th yeah. This is one where um, Brett is not just sitting in the production booth. He, <laughs> I guarantee you, for this one, he had a guitar in his hand. He was he was. Well, I was gonna say he was. In he there? was pointing to tell them that's where you need to say this lyric. Like this is this is a bad religion track. <laughs> I mean, not only the sound. But also the the intent, the message, like all of it. This this screams sure. bad religion. Life's too short to wonder why. Yeah. Get on with your life. Great message. 
but then they also talk about religion and why are you worried about this? Yeah, and a lot of it's it. bad religion through and through. Yeah, this is a bad religion track, and that's not ever going to be bad because bad religion is great. Yeah, so. the thing about Pennywise, like I really like them a lot because I don't want to say they were dumbed down bad religion because mm-hmm. they they still have intelligent lyrics and really really good open minded like socially conscious subject matter but like maybe it was just sped up enough for me to like pennywise a little bit more than bad religion or was able to accept it more it's like party bad religion like it's yeah <laughs> it's like if bad religion only played birthday parties like that it's just it's, a, it's brighter <laughs> it it has a little yeah. more there's not as much weight on all of it and there's nothing wrong yeah, with maybe that. that's it there's nothing wrong with right that. But when that's all you yeah. are, sometimes it gets a little heavy and you're not always in the mood for that. Whereas Pennywise, well, let's do it. HWK, you know? <laughs> Moving on to track three, Perfect People. Yeah. So I had to do a little research on this one because I have known this song. I needed to know where it was from. Punkorama 2, I'm, Scott. I would say I'm sure it was on a Punkorama. And just to tie this in with Scott Uary. Punkorama 2, yeah. the number, the opening track on Punkorama 2 is Coffee Mug, and then it goes yes. right into track 2, Perfect People. Does it really? 1-2, Scott. 1-2. Oh, man. What a 1-2 punch. I <laughs> one, love it. 1-2. And I think Pulley is the third track. The third. I love track. Pulley. <laughs> Punkorama 2 is a heavy hitter. Oh, man. my God. I need to look at Punkorama 2. Punkorama 2 is a heavy hitter. It's big time. Oh, shit. I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> Not only is this such an incredible song by itself, but add into it all the nostalgia I have connected to it. And this thing is just a knocker. This thing is incredible. Screw the perfect people. Fuck, they all look the same. The amount of times I would say yeah, that. Yeah, love it. Nowhere. It, it, I love this song. Perfect people might be a perfect punk song in this era. Like, it, it, it's just so yeah. good. It's so crisp. It's so perfect. It, it makes you feel it, but then it makes you just move and it's excellent it's a great yeah. song excellent song the reason why pennywise is such a foundation like cornerstone for me is because they made me realize that it's good to be who you are mm-hmm. like you don't have to fit in you don't have to be one of the perfect people fuck they all look the same mm-hmm. like you being you is the best yeah and i i love it I, I love the message from this band, and yeah, that's why they're part of me. So moving on to the next track on the record, Every Single Day. Pennywise have always been masters of the woe. Like, when I think of... Yeah, yeah. When I think of who... And it's probably heavily influenced by Brohim, because there's a lot of yeah, woes in Brohim. there's a lot of woes on Brohim. But yep. it works so well, and then I've connected the woes with them forever. So when I hear woes in this track, mm. it was just gold. Just give me all... Instant. Give me all the Pennywise woes. They they know what they're doing with them. For sure. And then even in this wave, like this time is where woes are heavy, heavy. The fact that theirs are still mm-hmm. crisp and almost perfect really leads to the idea. Like, oh, hold on. They're, they're really good at this. They're good at what they're doing. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. this band's around. For sure. Moving on to Searching. Mm-hmm. Another great track, top to bottom here. If you haven't noticed already, I am doing my best not to microscope these because... These are great. You don't need to. They're great tracks. They're in that category of easy listening punk. I don't need to. I don't need to go into decipher what I like or don't like because I know I like it and I have no. I knew I liked Pennywise. This one was a softball for me. You like this is just (laughs) just set you up. Yeah, this is just a we're listening to this record. Like oh, all right. And I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to win at the top of the year. (laughs) Good. I'm I'm banking these wins at the top of the year. (laughs) But this song, it's. (laughs) It, it's that easy listening punk. It's comforting. It's welcoming. I love it. I, it and like you said, yeah. bad religion kind of the same way, but bad religion will also hold you at an arm's length to tell you what you're doing wrong in society sometimes. So whereas Greg needs to let you know that he's a doc. He's a doctor. <laughs> yes. Look, look, yeah. I have a doctorate. I have where, a doctorate. Whereas Pennywise is just like, no, what's up, dog? Where Jim's like, come on, get on the stage. Let's fucking do this. Yes. Moving yeah. on to Not Far Away. This one's a nice, comfortable album cut for me. It's a good album cut, mm-hmm. but it's clearly not a single. Still, a gr- It's still yeah. great punk fodder, 
Like, if you're loading up mm. your cannons to shoot at a an, an army of masses, this is great punk fodder. But it's <laughs> it's not the well aimed artillery that like Perfect People is. Whereas sure. that that is just hitting everybody. Whereas this is just an album cut, and maybe it hits a couple people on its way by. But it's still good. It's still good. gotcha. Yeah, they needed to push the record over thirty minutes. Yeah, they needed to add some stuff. In <laughs> yeah. Moving on to Freebase, another album cut to me, but it also functions as a bit of change of pace. This is more of a chugger than a ripper, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I appreciate Freebase. Yeah, I appreciate both chuggers and rippers, but <laughs> this one's a bit of a chugger when we've had nothing but rippers. So I'll take that little change of pace. Yeah. Still a really good track. Yeah. It really controls the energy with this one. It really makes you like. Mm-hmm sit down a little bit and like hey hold on it's coming you had it. it's coming i think because it's kind of got more of a, a strong message mm-hmm. on freebase than yeah. than these other ones yeah uh very anti-drug yes i agree kind agree of message yeah just agree a more that. serious message yeah yep. moving on to it's what you do with it i'm sure it happens to you it happens to me sometimes is such a well-written and delivered lyric in this song like it's insane yeah. how perfect it is to the yeah. point where it almost makes the other lyrics not as great. Like that, that, that part is so <laughs> good where you're just expecting yeah. something better. And then that, but mm. that line alone raises the standard of it's not just a good album cut. Like just that line alone makes this a good song, not just a good album cut to me. Right. Just another, gotcha. another great track. Move on to try. It's at this moment where I realize how ahead of the time Pennywise were. Because this okay. this could have been a 1999 skate punk track. Like this could have been on Tony Hawk's Underground Two, and it would have been like, yeah, fits right <laughs> in. But they did right. it in '95, and it's wild because it's it's again another great track. Just it's just Man. what Pennywise does at this point. Yeah, same old story. As a track, I don't think I've ever heard. This one is a. You've stone, never heard it. I don't, I've never heard it. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe oh. I've ever heard it. This one is a stone cold classic. This thing. What an yeah. amazing track this is. This thing is man off the charts. If Perfect People wasn't on this record, because I have so much nostalgia yeah. tied up into it, it's absolutely yeah. without a doubt my number one track. Period. So this this is one of those songs that I wish I could go back to a time where I had never listened to it. And hear it again. And listen to it again for the first time. Because yeah. it's just so good. It's un- it's unbelievable. Like, it's it's yeah. It's one of those like if you're walking down a beach of skate punk of the nineties, this is like the full intact conch shell sitting on the beach. You're like, wow. <laughs> how, how did we find this? Like, how did this survive yeah. this? How did this get made? How did it get here? It's excellent. It's a it's an excellent track. Yeah. Excellent track. Yeah. So let's move on to I Won't Have It. Great track, but it falls into that thing where it follows. How can you follow up same old it story? It follows an amazing track. So it's in a sh- it's in yeah. its shadow, but it's still a really good and solid track, but it's in the shadows of same old story. Yeah. It's so hard yeah, to follow up that track. So then moving on to the closer, Killing Time. Yep. And this, we have the very best example of the vocal delivery changes that improves the song. The killing time is fucking perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. But like a normal punk band, normal feels diminutive, but a different punk band may have just said killing time and that would have been it. Yeah, exactly. But Pennywise draws it out, makes some levels on it and makes it fucking perfect. It's so good. This song is a fantastic closer, fantastic track and an excellent bow on this record. Excellent. Love it. Great track. Fantastic. So my top three. Perfect people, number one. Big number one, okay. perfect people. And then number That's my number two. Number two and three, bounce them around. I don't care. Killing time and same old story. They're both fucking phenomenal. I have uh same old story as my number one. Perfect people as my number two. Three is try and four is every single day. Okay. But like this is one of those records where I have a definite top two, but then the rest could be yeah. the entire whole record so um before i ask the question i have some cleanup okay just uh some notes about what happened after um about time was the final pennywise studio album to feature bassist jason thirsk 
However, it was not their last album to contain songs written by him. Thirsk was still alive when writing for their fourth album, Full, Full Circle, began and co-wrote some previously unreleased songs that would eventually appear on the band's 2014 album, Yesterdays. On July 29, 1996, Jason committed suicide. After debating whether to break up or to move on with a new bass player, Pennywise decided to hire a new bassist, Randy Bradbury, who would stay with the band permanently. So the band has been the same exact dudes the entire time, except for Randy Bradbury coming on after Jason committed suicide. You mentioned uh, Bro Him. Yes. When, uh, so that, that was written and recorded previously, but at uh, on the album Full Circle, they did another version where they dedicated it to him. So, uh, Jason Matthew Thirst, this one's for you. And then they do the whoa, whoa. That's the lyrical change happened after he died. Um, in August 2009, Jim Lindbergh announced that after 20 years with the band, he was leaving Pennywise. It was later revealed due to creative differences and his desire to tour less. Pennywise would continue to tour and record their 10th album with former Ignite frontman Zoltan Teglis. I, I don't know. Uh, while Jim would go on to start a new band named The Black Pacific. Okay. In October 2012, Pennywise announced that Lindbergh would return to the band after Teglis was sidelined by back problems. Since his return, Pennywise has gone on to record two more studio albums, Yesterday's in 2014 and Never Gonna Die in 2018. So, yeah, they got back together, except for that one record, their 10th record, which is kind of like a big milestone in a band's career, I would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just change up the singer. <laughs> Different guy. And then bring Jim back for 11 and 12. No big deal. We're good. We got it. We got to figure it out, guys. But yeah, they're they're still working. They put out that record, Never Gonna Die in 2018. I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. I don't know if they're still doing stuff, but stoked that Jim's in the band. Either way, brand, Pennywise, About Time. Thrown, own, phone, or grown. Like I said, it was a softball. You threw me a softball. I yeah. I knew what I was getting because I know Pennywise, but my first experience as a full Pennywise record was very pleasant and confirmed what I was expecting because I've never had a negative thought about Pennywise other than sometimes my friends might have overdone a little bit. But yeah. maybe they didn't because this thing's excellent. <laughs> because it's so good. This is in such a comfortable realm and era of this kind of punk for me, though, that I don't know if I can put a throne on an album I don't have nostalgia with because I have so many. Sure. I have so much nostalgia, but it's an easy own. It's a it's a cake yeah. own any day of the week. Own, own, own. Absolutely. I own this in a heartbeat. It's fantastic. Excellent record. Excellent record. Yeah, I love it. So this was the only thing you listened to, though, Scott. What's your record of the week? No. My record of the week is from a, a band called Something to Do. Okay. And the record is Here Comes the Panic. Uh, they're a ska band from Milwaukee uh, that uh, it's it's new. It came out this year. Okay. But I put it on and I was like, man, this is putting me in a good mood. <laughs> and the first song is, uh, I think it's called Sweet Caffeination. And it's just about drinking coffee and getting hyped. Okay. And listening to horns. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I will. This is not my record of the week, but I will say something about it. And just to put a tag on your thing. Okay. I did listen to At The Plates Omnivore record. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's extremely good. It's it's a very yeah. good record. The You were right. The humor didn't overplay the music. Yep. They are very musically talented. There's some great sounds in there. I liked it quite a bit. But it's not my record of the week. My record of the week is On Earth As It Is In Hell by Martyr A.D. Yeah. It, it, Scott and I, we we are listening to 20-year records again, just kind of back and forth. We just look at the list and we give each other records back and forth. And yep. I remember the the cover of this record. I remember having it. Having it is, there's an asterisk because having it meant downloaded it back then. It Downloading it. Yeah. Same. And I don't, and I didn't remember anything about it. But when listening to it, I can pinpoint exactly why I like this record. The breakdowns are heavy. The breakdowns are yeah. also all over this record. 
and they are actually oh, yeah. the breakdowns alone would have kept me in this record, but I found some of the other sounds on this record also enjoyable a lot. So Martyr IDs on Earth as it does hell. Big fan. Needs a vinyl release. That's what it needs. It needs a vinyl yeah. release. Yeah. It was super good. I really enjoyed it too. So if that's it, all we have is next week is draft week, and we yes, are covering the second half of Scott Uary's draft. And it is the band <laughs> all nine studio records, two live albums, one compilation record, five music videos. Scott might get wild and get a music video. Who knows? One EP, <laughs> six singles. So yeah, all discography draft next week. The the second half of my favorite band. Yes. That doesn't have yeah. the, well, you'll have notes. We'll get there. I do have notes. Yeah. So draft next week. Tune in for that. Listeners, yeah, thank buddy. you for listening. Always listen to something new. Listen to something you love. Yeah, homework. Send us an email at areyoulisting.pod.gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at a whale pod on Twitter or X at a whale pod. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Really glad you like this record. Oh, it's really, softball. really glad. Softball. It was. This was a yeah. wiffle ball for always you to this thing at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so discography draft all next week. Where I, yeah. I can't quite see the exit off this Scott Uary turnpike, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I have I have one more <laughs> record for you to listen to, okay. and then we'll get out of Scott Uary. Okay. Uh, are you listening? Are you listening? Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. I love otters. Big, big otter guy over here. Her placenta falls. To the floor. Well, I only ever listen to uh, group sex. <laughs> <laughs>